Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. As the world turns, so does Johnny and the Greg. I didn't know what else to say. So. Yeah, really. Like yeah. sands through the hourglass, yeah. so are the episodes of our show. Hey, have you ever, did you ever get caught up watching a soap opera? Was that ever? Uh, yeah, my mom had, she watched, uh, she watched As the World Turns. Okay. That was, that was on for decades. And, uh. It, you know, back in the day, she couldn't watch. She had to work, so she couldn't yeah. watch it. It was on at it was on at one p.m. every right. day. Yeah, and so she would set the timer on the VCR, and if we were home for the summer, we had to be sure that the TV was on the right channel, right, or else it would record a different show. Right. Yeah. So anyway, especially on like a rainy day or something like that, when we're not doing much, we would sit there. And then she would like binge watch a week, all oh, the whole week or something, on oh, like okay. a, on like Saturday morning after cartoons were over. Or Saturday <gasps> or something like Mrs. That. Truly, you're one of the original bingers. Yeah, so I remember a couple times getting caught up in those storylines. Yeah, <clears throat> because there, I mean, Meg Ryan started on that show. Oh, really? Okay. And oh, what's his name? Uh, God, he's in so much stuff. Um, he was one of the pilots in Armageddon. He was the banker at the beginning of Dark Knight. Who's like, oh, you know who's oh, oh, oh. Uh, Julia Roberts' uh, brother, Eric no, Roberts. No, yeah, was that Eric Roberts? Yeah, I don't think it was. That was the it, banker or Rucker Hauer? Uh, no, he's no Rucker Hauer was like a CEO in Batman Begins. Yes, yeah, Batman, was. It, it was. Oh no 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 no! I know you're talking I about. I want to say his name is William something. No, but... it's Chris Chris Culliver or Chris. I know exactly who you're talking about now. He is in a ton of stuff, and sometimes he plays a bad guy. Sometimes he plays a good guy. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes he, he plays, plays a, a good guy. guy. Yeah. A good guy who's just a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Chris Chris Culliver. I want to say. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm looking them up. My computer's just running yeah. a little slow at the moment. Until um, when you're finding that, uh, okay. So I don't know what I was watching. No, it is. It's William Fincher. William Fincher. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it for those of us that are visual. 
that's him. Yes, that guy. Yep. So I was thinking about. Yep. So yeah, I mean he's he's in an absolute ton of stuff, but he got his start on there. <laughs> Remember he played. Oh, it's a stupid scene, and it was like one of those that mom and I were just like, "What?" He's like he had this on again, off again girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He was like the town kind of ne'er do well. Like, what the hell is a ne'er do well? Well, he was he was like the farmhand that nobody liked. You know, oh. always he would like he was in trouble at one point, and he's trying to write himself and blah blah blah. And he was kind of developing a relationship with Meg Ryan's character, who was. Okay. Younger than him, but at point, oh, I think it was at one point he went to prison for a rape, and that was like he's a rapist. And as a child, I'm like, oh, that's bad. I don't know what yeah. it means, but that's it's still bad. bad, even if it's you're still an bad. Adult. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's still, <laughs> it's still bad. But as a child, I had no idea what it means, and mom was going to explain it to me. Right. And so, um, there's this scene in like the in the in the barn, and. You know, it turns out Meg Ryan is this guy's daughter. And the way it comes out is like the mother who thinks that he's raping the daughter because she's like laughing or something like that. Or she's, I can't remember how it goes, but the mother comes in and she's got the pitchfork and she's like, that's your daughter. And doom, like the music hits. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Why? And, you know, and then end scene and, you know, right. I'm like, well, what now? What? She's like, well, you got to watch tomorrow. I'm like, well, I don't, I want to go out and play tomorrow. I don't want. <laughs> yeah, I. There was one summer I remember clearly having to watch this soap opera because I don't know the name. I know that there was one actor that looked like Mel Gibson, like a young Mel Gibson, huh. and they were undercover, um, like doing some. They were undercover on an island, like trying to bust a drug dealer i just remember that and i remember being uh. so into it for that entire summer but i have no idea what what which one it was but other than that i've never been into it but i i asked that because i came across one um as i was flipping through channels and uh, i was like oh, oh here, here here comes the pause and then they'd say something and they, they had that long pause where they're looking at each other's faces yeah yeah but anyway i'm when we were in college, like, um, I remember walking through the, like the commons areas and there was entire groups of people. Yeah. Like in, in like the giant, and they were watching days, days of our lives. I think days of our lives. Maybe, maybe and, that was, the, and it was, I have no idea what it was called. Whatever it was, there was like, there was demonic possession, some kind Wasn't of that passions that it started out like that was the show that did that kind of thing and then everybody started doing but, it but then days of our lives started doing it too oh and i was like yeah but i just remember like the groups of people that were watching it yeah i um like, i always cuz i wanted to be an actor at that time and i always thought that's the gig to well, get cuz you can get that <laughs> you can be you can be like doing that for your entire life yeah like if if you're liked enough or if you're i just thought well get on that or get on a disney show <laughs> that was... you don't have to act well yeah right right there was i remember our friend rita and you auditioned sent it oh like God. she had, she had that idea passions of, was it passions it was passions yeah, and they what? had they had like a general script it was like this is our audition script right and it was supposed to be in like a coffee house or whatever or something like that. And I had to like produce and direct it. So oh I'm there God. with like my little I'm camcorder in yes. our dorm room. And I'm like, well, our lighting sucks. Let's see what we can do. Yeah. And with absolutely no experience, like I wasn't in film school or right. anything. I was just like, I think we can do better. Right. And trying to like do little things and give direction and I we sent it in. I had to edit it, and it was me using like two VCRs trying to edit this thing together. Oh my god! And then we we got it. We sent it in. Frida never heard anything back, but you got a letter back saying, "Hey, we like your look." Yeah, you don't remember this. No. They they said we like your look. We like your acting. We don't have anything for you at the moment, but we're gonna hold on to your audition tape. Wow. Well, I, well, well, folks, uh, the end of that story is they never called me back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. 
I'm, I'm looking up as the world turns and I remember yeah. it because they were the whole story takes place in the fictional town of Oakdale, Illinois. Oh, no shit. And I remember when they would say, well, we're going on vacation up to Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, they said Wisconsin on TV. Like, it's like funny? that was that somehow a how, big deal. Isn't it funny how when uh, a show or anything you listen to and they say, like, they talk about Chicago or they talk about Wisconsin. I remember that when, remember um, when Keanu Reeves did the movie called Chain Reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a he, good movie. They like, filmed it. Like it. They like filmed it. that in my hometown. We were all going nuts, and they even oh, have it in the cool. trailer. He's like, he's calling from a payphone in Williams Bay, and we're all yes. like, yeah. But I remember that. That was a uh, that was a big deal. I remember um, they had it all set. We in Williams Bay, there's an observatory, and they had all the trailers there. They mm-hmm. had huge light that lit up the whole thing. Yeah. Um. And uh, at night, and me and a couple of friends were like trying to be spies and like walk up to the trailers, and yeah. you know, um, but we never got very close. Security always found us. We they filmed the movie Public Enemies with Johnny Depp in Columbus, Wisconsin, which oh, is not okay. not that far away from where I'm at. Yeah, it's when he plays got, John, uh, Dillinger, right? Dillinger, John, Dillinger. John yeah. Dillinger, bank robber. Because I mean, Columbus is a very old town, and it still had like that old. Not hard to turn it back to 1920. No, they they brought in the right kind of cars. They changed some of the signs around, and boom, you're in the 1920s or whatever. And I remember, like, because Wisconsin, not a lot of things get filmed in Wisconsin because the taxes, like, they tax Hollywood productions hard. Yeah. And so Hollywood goes, well, we're not going to, we're not going to film there because Wisconsin's like, hey, we've got, summer conditions we've got forest conditions we've got tundra kind of like we've got all these right. different environments kind of like new zealand with minus the mountains but um you know they're like or even some parts of wisconsin called like oh what's it called the ditch the dig it's like from wisconsin dells down to the south like southwest that environment that that wisconsin dells travel brochure that they give you that okay. on, that only exists in in this part of the world. Like you don't oh, find okay. that environment anywhere else. So at one point, I think Hollywood really liked Wisconsin. Yeah. And so the government uh, decided, well, we're just going to tax the hell out of them to, to make some money. They dropped that tax for like a five year period. Mm-hmm. A- and that's when they filmed public enemy. And it, it was one of those things where, I mean, Columbus is a very remote town. Like there's not a real right. major, there's no right. interstate that goes through Columbus for, I mean, Really, mm-hmm. it was one to go by there, but so some of the roads, I guess, some of the Hollywood equipment that they had to bring in, like really jacked up one of the roads, like cracked it, shattered just from the weight on it, or something like yeah. that. And the town went, "Oh crap!" And whatever the movie company was, they're like, "No, no, no, that's on us. We're sorry." And they fix it, oh. and they fix it in like record time. Like it, this wasn't a shoddy job. Yeah. The, cool. the company they hired to come in and do it like took half as long as like state road construction usually right, takes. Yes, yes. And they're like, Hey, sorry about that. That was on us. And that was it. And I'm like, why were they not? And then they, sh- you know, change in uh change in government leadership. And they're like, Nope, we're going to reinstate that tax. And no one's filmed here since. So, wow. Wow. Well, we'll lift that guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, All right. like you brought up Chicago. I mean, of course people talk about Chicago. It's like, it's one of the largest cities in America. So yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, even I mean, you and I have talked about the Dresden Files or the Dresden yeah. books, and how that's in Chicago. And when they go to certain places, they name the the. You're like, oh shit, he didn't make that up. That's actually a city. Yeah, like, you can that's, visualize that's, where he's at. Yeah, exactly. You can visualize it. The other one that really got to me was somebody gave me the uh, the religious book. Um, left, left behind. Oh, left. Left Behind series, yeah. Yeah, that's directly like where, like my aunt lived, so I oh, could really? see every corner. And like wh- whoever did it, whoever wrote that book, they got the details exactly right. You're like, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's right here, you know. So that was um, that was uh, that was interesting. But anyway, hey man, um, Netflix dropped a cool movie that I feel like there was just this momentum of excitement for it to come down, drop down. Um, 
especially off of the coattails of the Snyder cut with Justice League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about it last week. Yeah. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. Army of the Dead. Uh, part of our um, summer. Greg movie. and I both saw it. Mm-hmm. Greg. Mm-hmm. Yes. What'd you think? Um. The bottom bottom line is I I liked it. Like, I didn't love it. I'm mm-hmm. not like oh that was great. No, I I liked it. Um, I am hard pressed to call it a zombie movie because while there are zombies in the movie, and it's and not even like where I'm like, well, Walking Dead's really about the survivors. It's not about the zombies. Right. This was an a- this was an action film mm-hmm. with set in a setting of pretty much a post zombie apocalypse in like, only one city, though. Well. Yes, like like it happened, mm-hmm. and it happened worldwide. But like everywhere else, it they didn't got on worldwide. No, it didn't. No. You you didn't get that where it happened worldwide. Like it that's why they worldwide. It happened in um. It happened in just Vegas. So it in the beginning, you're saying in the beginning with that, with that uh, area fifty one. Yes. There was something in that area of 50. There was something in that container. I'm not ruining it for a lot of people. Yeah, that yeah. I haven't seen this, but there was something in the, something gets out of area 51 and they make their way to Vegas and that's what starts it. And that's where it stays. Okay. Yeah. I, I took that differently. Like they quelled it everywhere else. That's why they had the area 51 guy and they were trying you know what? That's minutia. That doesn't matter yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so, so essentially, yes. I mean, they've set out a they set a perimeter around Vegas. That is the last bastion of zombiehood. Whether it was the only one or not doesn't matter. But and then it turns into a heist movie. They want to go in there, steal millions of dollars from the vault. That mm-hmm. I really took it as the same vault that Ocean's Eleven was going. Yeah, after. yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, it really has. When they're talking about the geography of it, you're like, yeah. it, it must be the same one, right? Um. And then just trying to get through there. But right. then it takes a couple different spins of like there's types of zombies. Which I liked. I didn't yeah. I didn't I okay. I'm with you. I like the movie. If it was on DVD for me to buy, I will not buy it. Um well but it's I, I was won't shocked that it was two and a half hours. I'm not. It's Zack Snyder. Two and a half hours though? No, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that there, he couldn't have cut it down. Um, yeah. I think he could have cut it down at least um, 45 minutes. Yeah, I would say like so. He, you know, um, there were some scenes in there I thought were very cool. Now, here's the thing, guys. It's a zombie movie. So when you're it's a zombie movie, um, it's kind of funny lately. Greg's been pointing this out to me, and I think maybe it's the influence of my wife. This whole, um, well, that would never happen starts coming up in my head <laughs> and it used to, I used to just accept everything that happened, um, in a movie. Cause I'm like, all right, cause the movie said it has to happen. This is how it happens. So, or it's like you said, like you can't, like it, it's a zombie movie. So some things are obviously going to be, um, uh, extravagant and far off the range, but I like the twist of, I'll just say alphas. Mm-hmm. I like that twist. Um, I, I always, I always thought that game. that had to be the next evolution. If you're gonna tell a zombie story, like that, probably has to be the next thing where they're evolving. Well, that's and that was very much George Romero's. You know, George Romero, who kind of pioneered the zombie yes. film. Yeah. Um, in the later zombie films that he had, even in the '80s, there was like the semi-intelligent zombie who. Kind of picked up a gun because he was a soldier and like kind of remembered how to use it and right. ends up sparing, I believe, his wife because he's looking at it, he's like, no, no, don't want to kill you. And then he like kind of goes, goes off. Yeah. So um, this one ends at a possible sequel. Um, okay. Yeah. You yeah. kind of knew it would. Uh, I want to say a lot, but I can't because I just don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Right. I say see it. It's it's not it's not a bad Friday night. You know, you, no. take, you, you know, hang out with fellas, or you and your wife have a date night. It's a fun. Yep. It's a fun movie. It it's a fun. Movie. Um, um, go ahead. I would. I do want to bring up. I mean, it, 
and I'm not, I guess I'm kind of bashing on it. I don't want to, because again, I thought it was good. It was fun. There, there's definite like the, the archetypes in there of like the smarmy corporate guy who goes on the mission and yeah. the, yeah. you know, the kick-ass Latina girl and yeah. the, you know, they, they, like I said, it was almost like if you were to make a zombie video game, Yep, these are like the characters you get to pick, yeah, and and like the the badass um, super soldier with a heart, and yeah. that was the Dave Batista, and and I, I even mentioned this, I believe it was last week when we were talking about Dave Batista. I think he's an amazing actor. I mean, he he people look at him as the giant tattooed lump of muscle. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what he's been cast as in most of his stuff. Um, but I like I pointed at Blade Runner, uh the the movie, the sequel to Blade Runner that he did, where his size has little to do with the role. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's like a philosophical character. Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, you know, when the opening credits, the backstory that you get in the opening credits was awesome the way they set up each character and to see what how he can turn on the emotions to go from devastation to rage to crying to i mean that dude's got range and he can bring it on screen i I, i'm not gonna go that far with you i haven't seen it yet um but i will say this because i think it's much harder to be funny than it is to be action like in a movie yeah if, if it's much harder to be drax in my opinion or you got to have some sort of range to be drax than it is to be john wick yeah okay so i will give you that i don't know if he's a great actor but i i see i, I definitely see potential and i think he is the problem is he's six five two fifty yeah and you can't just like put him in as um uh like Sherlock Holmes. You can't Correct. put him as like um uh other people. Like he he only fits a certain type. Right. And, and coming so from the WWE, like he's he's got right. like a persona to him. Yeah. I mean and and so this is one of his movies and I'm I'm glad he's getting lead roles instead of backup roles. Yes. Um, because I do enjoy watching him. I do enjoy, uh, he, he was in a movie called, uh, Hotel Artemis. You know, was, I haven't seen that yet. It's on my list, but it, it looks was pretty cool. good. It was pretty good. I think he was, he was called the nurse or something like that. That was his okay. role. So, and, and he's perfect for that fight. Like, uh, that type, like the huge philosophical guy or yeah. the huge nurse or I the think... dental assistant, you know, it, it's. I think he is a solid script, like a good script away of, of like, of like a prison movie away. Like he's yeah. one Shawshank gems, one Shawshank redemption away from an Oscar. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see what Some, you're saying. Something or where they green can mile, play, green mile. Yeah. Something where yeah. they can play into his size, mm-hmm. but that's not the focus of the character. Right. I mean, it explains why he's head to toe muscle and tattoos, but, here we're gonna make him more, mm-hmm. and I, I, I really believe. Like, I think he'll, he'll be looking at least like at like Academy Award nominations before like Dwayne Johnson. Oh, I believe that for sure. Yeah, because Dwayne Johnson, I don't think acts. I think he just shows up. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not taking anything away from him. Like, it's like you and I talked about. He's a movie star. Mm-hmm. He's not an actor. He's a movie star. There's a difference. I you remember still- one time. Early on, he wanted. Early on, you could tell he wanted to be an actor. Yeah, and then he just embraced his movie stardom. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mother once told me. Um, she told me because my mom was really behind me with me wanting to be an actor. And she, I remember her telling me that when you go to when you go to Hollywood, because she said John Wayne did this. He walked up to he walked up to his um his uh um his agent. And the guy's like, this is the first time they ever met, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. okay, can you act? And he goes, no, no, no. Oh, he says, what do you want to do? And he goes, I want to I want to be a movie star. And he goes, okay, can you act? He goes, no, no, no. I want to be a movie star. <laughs> Meaning, like, you don't have to act. You just right. got to, you need to be a movie star. Um, So, yeah, but that's that's that. Um, 
but yeah, I thought it was a good movie. It's it's what I like to call a good popcorn summer movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it fit the summer season perfectly. Yeah, it, it it is it is. I do I I will say, I loved one death because it it the the person got what they deserved for sure. I actually I like two of them, but we'll discuss that offline. Okay. One had one had to do with an animal. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, was that awesome. Was good. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, so we both liked it. I actually I had a question for you when it came to that movie. Maybe you picked this up. Did you understand the whole they were they're in the vault and they look over and there's all these bodies and all of a sudden they did all these flashes of like the zombie versions of the team. And then the I forgot what the black guy's name is, but he starts going into this philosophical of like, well, maybe this is us. Maybe this is our fourth time doing this. Oh, Did you yeah. understand any of that? Yeah, he he was getting in. He was suggesting that they're in a time loop. Okay. Like, like oh, I see. And the, the simple answer is the guy that hired them to do the job has yes. sent teams in there before and they never yes. came back. Of course. But when you look at the the decomposed bodies. Yes that were that are there they're actually wearing the same clothes as yeah as or the they ha- or they have like the same necklace or something yeah, like yeah. i mean there there were like the guy in the hawaiian shirt you know there's a skeleton wearing the same hawaiian shirt kind right. of thing yeah. yeah and so the yeah the black guy who's um again super smart and yeah. he's like uh has a phd in philosophy is yeah. is what they say he's like oh this is us. We've yeah. been here before. We keep right. having to repeat this loop, making different mistakes over and over again until we're finally successful. Right. Which would turn that into a, a different kind of science fiction Which piece all together. That would be cool, actually. If, like, when he said that, I was like, are they, God, are they really doing that? I mean, that seems like yeah. out of left field. Right. But you'd, I don't know if you noticed, like when some of the alphas were downed, yeah. there was like a weird blue electricity yes, or something. Yes, yes. And I was like, "Are they machine? I mean, what it? What is he suggesting here?" I yeah, mean, so... I, I did. I didn't. I didn't know either. I think. And here, here's where I want to also travel, ex- expand this conversation. I hear this is the beginning of a universe that he's creating. Okay. Um, yeah, and I that's what I said. It. Okay, I, the next one's coming out on Net, uh, Netflix is called Army of Thieves, and it has to do, it's a prequel with Dieter. Uh, oh, really? Uh, Safecracker, which yeah, I liked German, him. He was, he was he a was, cool character. Yeah, Excuse me, was, question. <laughs> <laughs> All he the was, time. He was funny. I liked him. Yeah, me too. Um, and I guess it's going to be about him. Now, that guy is also directing and starring in it, so that's his oh, baby. Okay. The rest of this extended universe is animation films that have already been greenlit ah. yeah okay so i mean he's they're really i think one is about dave petit uh dave but but thank you Batista. and his team as in, in the beginning of the credits they show you what he kind of does they're like did. they're extraction experts yeah, yeah. They're, they're they get sent in to save people and bring them back out Right. That whole animated thing is going to be about that. Do you think, I mean, talking about the animated piece and looking at like the success of Invincible okay, and, um, you know, the second season of uh, Netflix, Love, Death and Robots, which we're going to talk about yeah. in a second. Um, do you think America is embracing the adult animation a little bit more than they have in the past? Like like your average Joe, I would say not yet. I I I'll tell you I am. You know me. I used to not like. I was like, no, dude, I don't want to watch that. You know, right? Like, yeah. Um, I, now, I would bring back anime, and you're like, no. Yeah. Um. I've uh, I've. I think I'm turning a corner. My Ursula is not. Um. And I always kind of judge everything basically on how she's handling things because I feel like honestly. Ursula is, has both feet on the ground. I have one foot up in the clouds. <laughs> like th- there's that, there's that, 
that geek of geek in me that will will never die. Ursula's like, okay, this is cool, or this sucks, you know. And she's not there yet. I was like, hey, you want to watch this? Uh, this Invincible. This this actually looks really good. And she's like, no, it's a cartoon. Like that's what she said, yeah. you know. So right away she put an evil or she put like a negative thing on it. But I don't I don't think they're there yet, Greg. I I don't. Um, but anybody that thinks that I'm wrong, please let us know. Also, please let us know if anybody saw that philosophical scene in Army of the Dead and you want to add your two cents in, let us know. Email us, um, Instagram us, Facebook us. <laughs> <laughs> um, let us know. Um, but you, you said us. you brought... What? You said they can find us. Yeah. You brought up... Um, you brought up Invincible, and you also brought up Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. Um, for any of those who don't know, in one of our past podcasts, we talked about the first season on Netflix called Love, Death, and Robots. And it was like a, a what, what do you call that? A, a, an, not an outlet. Anthology? Thank you. I, you. I don't know if it's technically an anthology, but it's, I know they're vignettes. Like, they're short stories. Yes different animation styles from different creators telling mm-hmm. standalone short stories. Right. The first one, the first season was fantastic. Yeah, Greg and I both really really, really enjoy them. Um not that the second season wasn't fantastic, but I think I wanted more. Yeah. Yep. You know, there were I'm only 8. So I think the first one had 18 and there was only 8 in this one. Mm-hmm. And that tells me they were rushing to get it out. Yep. There were two one there were two of them where I thought, wow, this is incredible animation. I think that guy looks real. Um the the one with Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Well, and you could tell that he obviously did the motion capture. Yes. yes. They they animated him into that. Yes. Into that. Yeah. The other one was uh Snow in, in the Desert. Yeah, like snow in the desert, which was fantastic. It was a really good one. I agree. Um, other than that, I can't remember any other ones, to be honest. I remember the the first one with the, was a robot trying to kill the the old lady. Yeah, the old lady. And then after very, that, I really can't remember. Very stylized um, in that one animation. Um, I'm looking up the looking the, up the different episodes right now, but. Yeah, they they didn't hit as much as the first season did for me. The first season, I can clearly talk about. Um, I can very clearly talk about. You know, the werewolf one sticks out in my head. Yeah, um, the one with one. the that. one with the pit fighting. Um, yeah, monsters. Uh, monsters. Yep. <clears throat> the one the, where the uh, the astronaut, the girl astronaut, that has to like fight for her life. Yep, yep. That was an incredible one. That was fantastic. The yeah. there was the the farmers that had giant mech units that were fighting yes. off. I mean, there was just these great yeah. episodes. And like I remember the one with the farmers, you know, I think it was called Suits. And you know, they're in these giant mech units where they've got like flamethrowers and guns and they're squishing like these alien bugs. bugs yeah. And it starts off like, oh, these are just pests that want to take over their crops or something like that. Right. And then yeah. it very quickly turns into the, oh, my gosh, they're being swarmed. Oh, my gosh, these they're going after the people. And, you know, the way they just hyped or increased the tension. Yes. It's yeah. just awesome filmmaking. Yeah, um, it really was. I think I, yeah, I think you're right. These, this one didn't, this season didn't grip me like the other ones yeah. did. I think that's that's <clears throat> where it is. It, it didn't mm-hmm. rip because I felt bad. I still get shivers when the, I think it's that astronaut has to break off her arm in space. Yeah, and you're yeah. feeling that moment. You're like, oh my, oh my, oh my god. She, oh yeah, you're gonna have to do it. But oh my god, you yeah. know. And I don't think there was like I and I remember that pit fighting thing. How there's mm-hmm. that little twist because I remember actually being like, oh. Damn it. Oh, oh, nice twist. Okay. Yeah. There was one where it was an astronaut crash landing on like an alien world and he's hearing like a female voice in his head. Yeah. And 
<laughs> the way it animated and it made it into like the gift space too where people are, where where the aliens like half in shadow and you're like oh it's some kind of like super curvy woman and then it comes out and it's like this horrible monster and you're like yes. oh my god yeah the other one that i remember from season one is the um uh i had it now i don't have it it was about it was that's the one where the guy realizes that he's like caught in some sort of cosmic web and she's a giant spider, right? That's the one you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But there was another one that I thought, whoa, that's really, ah, damn it. I forgot it. Um, shapeshifters, the dump, good hunting suits, the witness, sucker of souls. That was that one. That was the, the archaeological dig, a bloodthirsty demon, and a team of merciless or merciless. Oh, that armed. was a good one. Yes. Where that guy's running away from that, the demon and that tomb yeah yeah that was a good one uh, secret war sunny's I, edge you know what i gotta watch that again i gotta watch season one again i only watched season yeah. two yeah i just remember being blown away watching that one for sure that was amazing well and looking in season two snow in the desert was good the tall grass was it was okay that was, that was good, and I think they were alluding to, and just looking at the animation of the main character, I think they were trying to say that that was H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, you think so? I yeah, think so. Just, a lot like him. Just the way they were looking. And I was waiting for them to like to like show his notebook or yeah, the, or the mono- monogram. Careful, Mr. Luggage. Lovecraft, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or something, or like on his luggage, like HPL or, or, or yeah. something. Yeah. The the drowned or the drowned giant animation was great, but you're like, yeah, I didn't like that one. Of course, that's the one that Ursula walks down and walks, <laughs> she's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "God, this happens every time you walk down. <laughs> you're always watching the wrong part of something." Yeah, um, that was a really weird giant one. part, though. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was really weird. It made no sense, but I I love this this series. Please keep making more, guys. Um, but uh, I love the uh, the um, just the imagination and and the and the risks. Yeah, taking the risk to tell a good story. Yep. You know. Well, and like the one with Michael B. Jordan, I want. Yeah. I haven't read up, but I want to get the background on that because is this something like did they approach him with this and he went, Oh man, that sounds cool. I want to do that. Or yeah. like, are these friends of his or what? Maybe it was his project. I don't know. Yeah. But I also would like really whoever cool. did the snow in the desert. I would love, oh, I'd watch a yeah. whole feature length film of that. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was really good. And we've talked about this before, like the level of animation on some of these things. Yeah. I mean, we used to watch you and I would watch and we still do. Um, on YouTube, where people take the cutscenes from video games and they kind of edit them together mm-hmm. into a feature like a movie. Yep. And you're looking at that, you're like, that CGI is so damn good. Mm-hmm. Why does Hollywood just not, like, why is this not the level of animation that they do? I think we've talked about it I, in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's the two crash and burn ones. The, uh, Final Fantasy in the uh, the the Beowulf, yeah, I think because of those bombs so bad, and I think it's I think it's piggybacking off your the question you asked of are, are people ready for that yet? And I don't mm-hmm. think they are yet. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I have a question for you. It's yeah. something that came up that I thought, oh, you know what, Greg, you are the uh, Superman's your guy. He's always oh, been your guy. Yeah. Sure. Um, I just. I had a quick question because somebody mentioned it in a, I think they were ranting on YouTube and I thought, I wonder how Greg feels about this. But lately, does it bother you or how do you feel? Do you feel a certain way when lately the, I guess you could say the prototype for Superman is now always a bad guy? Omni-Man, Homelander, Injustice is super popular. Okay. The whole idea of Superman being um, a bad guy. No, I, I mean it doesn't doesn't bother me. I mean it's always been. I mean it's always been that question of like when you have that unstoppable force or someone with that much power. Yeah. What would you why, why does he not 
take over or, or then the the question of like how do you fight somebody like that like yeah. what do you so i mean i think it's just a that's a basis of storytelling like how do we how do we tell that story <coughs> excuse me yeah. how do you take you know and that's i mean one of the in the past well i think it's well we're 10 years old now there was mark mark wade wrote a book it was the first boom studios flagship title that came out i think my zerd tech is wearing off um the uh it was called indestructible or irredeemable i'm sorry if i get it no i think i'm mixing those up that's okay but it was it was very much a you know the superman level character strange visitor from another planet raised Mm -hmm. in the midwest kind of thing goes nuts and now what? And so that was irredeemable. And then the partner book to that, which was really good as well, called Indestructible, was the people, like the world goes to <clears throat> this guy's main villain. Mm-hmm. who, And they say, look, you're the only one that can come close to stopping him. Will you help us? Yeah. So it so it's like, like if everybody went to Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. Lex, you got to do something here. The The interesting concept was that guy's powers uh, was he would wake up in the morning and be normal. But the longer he was awake, the more powerful and indestructible he got. Mm. So like if he, if he didn't shave, Within the first five minutes of the day, he couldn't. He he couldn't shave anymore. <laughs> the razors would just break. <clears throat> so it was a cool concept. Yeah, but I, I what hasn't been done yet, and you're right. I mean, they're they're doing that a lot, where you got the super the ultra powered person is the bad guy. Yeah. Um, uh, Brightburn. That's another one. Yep. Uh, which I liked Brightburn. I thought that was pretty good. Um, the the idea of it, it's a Marvel property called Squadron Supreme. Yes. And um J. Michael Straczynski did a, a reboot of it again fifteen About years 10 ago. Ten years maybe. ago. Yeah, I have fifteen Supreme Power. <clears throat> and it's the idea, it's not that it's not that Superman crash landed and then he became a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um it's not that he crash landed in Russia and became a Soviet kind right. of thing although that right. story was done as well um it's the idea that this the baby crash lands in a field in kansas mm-hmm. found by you know farmers yep and shortly after that the government comes in and they're right. like we know something crashed here hand it over yep and so then they take the baby and, and they raise, raise him mm-hmm. to be this to be a uh, WMD mm-hmm. like and when they finally unleash him as this American agent right you know it, it was something like in the Middle East they're like those are the bad guys do you see them yeah. and, and of course they're miles and miles away and he's like yeah I see him they're like okay they're all bad they're yeah. all bad we need to destroy them and he's like got it yeah and they don't show it in the comic. What they do is show the guys holding the binoculars and then they slowly lower them down and they're like, oh my God. Like just yes, because of that level of destruction that he can enact. Right. And you're like, that's a story I want to read. That's yeah. something that would be great on film. And I think, and, and I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just noticed uh, somebody mentioned it and he was, he was ranting because he was pissed off because he's like, you know, why, why does everybody love a bad Superman? And I just, mm-hmm. I just wondered what you thought being a Superman fan through and through, um, which is weird because you don't have a tattoo of Superman. I thought you would. You know what? Anytime I wanted to get one, <clears throat> and that was, of course, when I was 18, right. I like, wanted the Superman shield tattoo. And I started looking into it and everyone, oh, you want one like Brett Favre? And I was like, no. Like Brett Favre? Yeah, Brett Favre's got a a Superman tattoo. He does. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
you can look that up. I mean, it, it, it's it's a little thing like on his arm, little yeah. and, and of course, you know, this was in ninety six, ninety seven. Right. People are like you want a Brett Favre tattoo? I'm like, no, I want a Superman tattoo because I'm a huge Superman fan. And they're like, everybody's going to think it's a Brett Favre tattoo. And not, okay. And and not knowing the uh, like the tattoo world of like going to an artist and working with them and finding something unique, um, I just blew it off. I'm like, I don't want that. <laughs> but like, I I just didn't get it. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, he has a little dinky one right on yeah. his arm, right on his yeah. arm, a little yeah. tiny one. And like, I I went in once and like had an artist draw one up to put on my shoulder, and I wasn't crazy about it. But I said, well, I don't know if I want it that big. He's like, do you know how big your shoulder is, dude? I'm like, yeah, it's like right here. He's like, no, you're missing like all of this that you can't see back here, yeah. which then just drove up the price. And I was like, oh. I need to rethink this. So I've Hmm. gone like when, when I go to C2E2 and they've got tattooers there and I was like, let's see what they got. And then, you know, Superman stuff. And I'd be like, I can get that. Maybe. I don't know. And I never do. So this wasn't part of the show, but I wanted to talk about this because for those of you that are, you know, you've been quarantined for about over a year now and you've probably watched everything. (laughs) I encourage everybody to give a shout out or or not to give a shout out. I encourage everybody to watch shadow in the cloud. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I thought that was really good. And I think it's because I didn't expect anything that I saw. Um, and you want to talk about an act actor with range. Um, that Chloe, I, her name is Chloe. Chloe Morantz. Yeah. She's she's real good. She's real good because most <laughs> of this movie takes place with her in a spiri. Is that yeah. what's called a spiri? So I think so. That's that's what they were calling it anyway. Yeah. Uh, the setup of the movie is it opens up. She's on a runway. It's World War Two. Yeah. And she's looking for a certain plane so that she can hop on the flight and and go to New Zealand or. Yeah. Deliver a package. Yep. She's got a package. She says, here are my orders. I need mm-hmm. to be on this flight and to deliver this package. Yeah. Um, and it just goes different. <clears throat> you know what I, you know yeah. what I knew? I, I, you know what wanted me, what made me say, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. It started, the music started out and reminded me of Big Trouble in Little Tokyo. Big China. Big, Big China. Trouble, Sorry. Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble with the Jack Burton. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Okay. I think there's Big Trouble in Little Tokyo, too. There's with... Showdown in Little Tokyo. Showdown. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Again, um, which is another film that I love. We'll go into that some other time. Yeah. But... Um, I love that, too. Um, yeah, this movie went completely... I just... I didn't know what to expect. And... So many different directions. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know how to, what to call it. Uh, action. Faint fantasy action war i don't know yeah i mean it's so she gets of course she's a woman going on a world war ii bomber she's unwelcome is this is a totally misogynistic time where they're like you know dames don't belong on planes kind of thing and she's uh she's saying i am a flight officer i'm a mechanic Mm -hmm. i'm a pilot they're like we don't care right so they the Spiri is the bubble that's on the bottom of the plane, the belly of, of the a plane. flying fortress. I think it's yep. a B seventeen. Sure, I didn't catch the which one it was, but it's one of those flying for like a Memphis Bell, if anybody remembers that movie. Yeah, and they've got you know they got the bubble in the top, which is mm-hmm. an automatic seat where the gunner's got you know he's he's working a gun. That yep, those three sixty, yeah. and then she's in the bottom of the plane doing the same thing. Yeah. And it guys, I'm I'm telling you, watch it. It's actually it's really I felt I thought it was very good. I was very uh I was surprised. There like I walked away going, Yeah, okay. There's a supernatural piece yep. in there that you didn't like expect. Well you didn't expect them they show it in the preview. So if you watch yes. the preview, you know what's coming. Yeah. But that piece of it isn't the heart of the heart no. of the movie. 
It's not. And, you know, her being a secret agent transporting a package to New Zealand. Yeah. That's even still not really the hard right. And so, <laughs> I know. I know. so it's taken all these weird different directions. You're like, oh, okay, we're doing, we're doing this now. And, yeah, and okay. you're just along for the ride watching this happen. And you are, you are. And, and again, it, for all of that, I mean, that, that, I know I accidentally made it sound like a negative there, but it was a good movie. We, we yeah. liked it. I liked it. I really liked it. I thought, uh, again, it's another sit back, real uh, relax grab some popcorn and just yeah. be part of the ride don't yeah. think too much just be part of the ride so um i think that's all i got on my end for my notes you got anything for you um not a lot no. I, like i was i was gone through half the week so even yeah current events and stuff i'm i have not caught up with yet. no oh you know what i'm catching right now on instagram <laughs> And I, I think this is total bullshit, but it's catching a lot of fire. Like I'm seeing on multiple pages mm. that Disney is thinking of buying DC Comics. I just can't see. I it. saw something like that. I can't see that. I mean, that's cornering the market if they do. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's well, it. It's over. <clears throat> yeah, could be. I mean, part Crazy of you things have happened. Well, certainly they have, but part of me would go, Oh no, that would be bad. And part yeah. of me would go, no, that would probably be good. Yeah. I mean, they probably have to compete against each other. Could, well, yeah. I mean, but could you imagine if Kevin Feige got a hold of DC? Do you, like, I, here's my thing with Kevin Feige. Do you, do you think he'd want it? What I mean by that is it seems to me he was a huge fan of Marvel. Like he really understood it. Um, I mean, hey, maybe maybe he's all about DC too. Who knows? Maybe he's more about DC, but he just got the Marvel gig. I don't know. I'm just yeah, saying. My my initial piece on that is yeah. that he is a big fan of storytelling, and I think he'll take anything and run with it. Yeah. Because I mean, I did see a little bit of that too, and people are like, "They're going to do the amalgam universe," and I'm like, "You're on crack." Yeah. <laughs> the if amalgam they ever do universe. That, if they ever do that, it's animated strictly. Yeah. The it, the amalgam universe is where they smashed DC and Marvel get characters together. Yeah. So they took Superman and Captain America, and they came up with Super Soldier. Right. And I, and you're like, <laughs> or Wolverine and Batman, and they had Dark Claw. Yeah. Which in comics works well. Yes. Ish. Um, right. But in a film, no. The American public would be like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. The so. best one's Doctor Strange Fate. That was the best. <clears throat> but I didn't like the art in that one. I like the cover art, but I didn't like the interiors. Yeah. The a big uh, deal. Yeah. 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 I mean, if if Disney were to get that, I, I think, you know, like... It'd be the same as when Disney got Star Wars. And I was like, oh, shit, come on. This is going to be terrible. In a lot of ways it was. But um, but with Marvel, like they got a hold of Marvel and you're like, no, what are they going to do? And then we saw what they did and then we went, oh, oh, that yeah. was good. Hey, I have a theory about the whole Marvel thing. Um, do you think it's peak? <clears throat> like, I don't think it's going to ever be better than the first 20 movies. Maybe. You know, it, like, it set such a standard and it was unprecedented and it was building towards something big. And it's like, you and I have talked about this a couple of times that I'm thinking that you almost don't want to follow that same pattern, but I know people right. are expecting it. They're sitting there going, okay, so what's the big, what's the big bad guy that's going to be at the end of this, you know, of this run, you know, and, and maybe they don't go that route. Well, you know, and we've all met my oldest daughter on this show and, but she's like, Marvel's never going away. Like they're all, and I'm like, but they will. Like oh. it'll ha it it will happen. It's going to die off. People are going to get sick of the superhero genre mm -hmm. because history shows that's what happens. Yes, like it was huge in the eighties. Nobody well, gave a shit in the nineties. Seventies. I would I would call it the seventies and early eighties. Okay, it was big, and then it died off. And yeah, mm -hmm. 
through the like like Tim Burton did Batman in 89. Yep. But that was it. Like there wasn't yes. a rash of superhero films that came no, out after wasn't. that. No, in fact it was only dark <clears throat> superhero movies. Yeah. Like you know, Blade and um Blade Blade was 98. Yeah. 99. Yeah, and it was like uh, I forget. There was another one that came out that was. They were all dark, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's part of like the crow." Would yes. Come out. Yeah. And and I would I would be hard pressed to call the crow a superhero film. Like it's really not right. Um. So I mean, there's it, it's gonna die off. People are gonna stop spending their money on this, mm-hmm. and Disney's gonna do what it can to keep it alive since they have like, you know, superhero or Avengers campus now and everything else. Mm -hmm. But I mean, everything comes in a cycle. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know where Kate's coming from, Mm -hmm. but cause you don't believe that could happen. Especially it's so big right now. You're like, there is no way they could undo what they've made. Right. And and they're right, they're right with that. But somewhere along the line, and I think it's starting to happen a little bit. You know, Falcon mm-hmm. and Winter Soldier. You and I weren't real big fans of it. There were certain parts we liked, but overall, uh, it's I'm never going to watch it again. Um, I will watch Wanda and WandaVision. I will watch that again, but I'll probably watch the last three episodes versus yeah. the beginning. <clears throat> what I uh, think we're going to see. Sorry, we have more there. No, no, no. I will, okay. I'm looking forward to Loki, but yes, um, I think what we're going to see is more the slide of Marvel, mm-hmm. and, and we're we're going to see the Star increase. No, what we're going to see is the increase of like independent superheroes that people haven't heard, like Invincible, Invincible, and okay. like Jupiter Ascending. I mean. We're going to be seeing more of those characters that we've never heard of. There's there's rumors that Todd McFarlane is doing another Spawn film. Oh, that's been rumored forever. Well, I think Fox was originally supposed to be the guy. Now he's not. I don't know. I think it might actually be happening. I mean, in that, hell, maybe not. Like, there's nothing on IMDb that is... I mean, if you follow McFarland's social media, he's like, it's coming. We're working on it. You know, we've, we're doing different tests, tests, yeah. shoots and costume stuff. And, but I never really <clears> got into <throat> spawn. It was a cool <clears throat> concept. Cool, cool costume. I just, <clears throat> he's got a huge audience though. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he does. It does. I can see the appeal. Let me put it that way. I can mm-hmm. see the appeal towards it, but I, I, I was never a spawn guy. I wasn't either. I had like the first 10 issues Me that too. I had just from like a collector standpoint. And I sold those years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see like the rise of like kind of just different heroes. Like there's, you know, there's a, <clears throat> a book called Exo Manowar published by yeah. uh, Valiant, Valiant. Yeah. Which is a cool series. It's about like, uh, I don't think he was a king. Conan getting an Iron Man suit, basically. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, and he gets an alien-based Iron Man, like a like a suit of armor. Right. And then he lives, well, he's like immortal now. Yeah. And it's cool. It's really cool. There's a lot of story to tell there. Um, but I can see people reaching into, reaching out past the Marvel and past the DC companies and say, what are these characters and how can we get them yeah. on film? Right. Ninjack, I think is another one. Yeah. 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 Um, well, even when yeah. we, I mean, we talked to, uh, David Prepos, yes. um, and his, uh, going to the chapel concept. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe his, even his Oz concept. I yeah. mean, seeing those kind of things transferred to film where they are technically comic book films. Yes. You know, yes. maybe that'll happen. I, I can see know. that definitely happening, that Oz thing. <clears throat> I can see that definitely happening on like a Netflix or something. I can definitely mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So I think we'll end it there. I don't think there's much more to go on. Um, Not this yeah, week. It's kind, of, it's kind of been a slow week. You know, we've been super busy, haven't really had our nose to the interwebs. Well, and I, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but 
I every night next week I am doing something. Like yeah. there isn't there isn't a night where their calendar isn't filled. So it's like work all day and then it's like school concerts or yeah. this meeting or that meeting or I've got a graduation at the end of the week. I mean it's uh, I mean, see me next next time we record, I'm gonna be exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> like, how you doing? Yeah. Huh? What are we on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that's what you get for being a parent of three. You're gonna yeah. be busy. And you're gonna remodeling your house. So yeah. yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah, that's that's an adventure. So all right, man. Greg, any last cool. words? Yep, as you're going through your week, whether you're busy or not, don't be a douche. Yeah. All right, man. For The Greg, I am Johnny. Everybody, thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, thumbs up, all the fun stuff. Take care, everybody. Podcast out.